Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of Roaring Out. Um, I'm super excited that we're at episode four. That means I've been producing this for a month, so that feels like a, a big milestone. If you're just tuning in, or if this is your first episode of Roaring Out that you're hearing, um, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Michelle Greco. I am a New Jersey-based poet and artist. I also teach at the college level, and I am what is considered a renaissance soul. So what that means is I have a lot of different and varied interests, though most of those interests are in the realm of art. So I wanted to create a podcast to reflect that. <clears throat> and so I created Roaring Out. And um, I should also say, if you're not a Renaissance soul or you have very focused interests or whatnot, um, I still think this podcast is for everyone. So even if you're like, oh, wait, I don't think I'm a Renaissance type person, that's okay. You're still totally welcome here. I should also mention that this is the first episode where I am using a new mic. Uh, a friend of mine let me borrow his, so I am very grateful. Thank you, Andrew. So I certainly hope this improves uh, the sound quality, and it's certainly a new experience for me. <clears throat> the title of this podcast, which you may have noticed, is Lessons Learned from Making Art Every Day for a Month. Now, I... Starting in uh, September, actually, the end of September, the 21st, I started posting my work on Instagram every day uh, for 30 days straight. I think I maybe skipped a day or something, but I, I later caught up. And I'm actually continuing that practice currently, though as of right now, I'm more posting something every other day than every day, but I'm hoping to get back to every day shortly. Now, I... The reason I did this podcast is because I feel like I've learned some pretty valuable lessons and I wanted to share them with you guys. So uh, I want to share five lessons that I've learned from posting my art every day for a month. The first, and to me, it's the most important, I think, is that it's really nice to reach a personal goal and establish a creative practice. Establishing a steady practice is something I've been trying to do for probably the past two or three years, and I just, I don't know, for one reason or another, it never happened. I've also been taking part in some 30-day art challenges hosted uh, by others, and I was never able to finish them. I would get a couple days in, and then I would just sort of give up or forget about it or what, you know, what have you. And... <clears throat> That was really discouraging to me. You know, I, I like setting goals and I, like most people, I like accomplishing those goals. So just the fact that I was able to do this for 30 days was really nice and it gave me a very nice sense of accomplishment. Two things that I also want to add are I did have some support and help. The first was from my creative coach, Yuko. So hi, Yuko. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> It's really nice to have an accountability partner, um, and Yuko was that for me, so I'm very grateful for that. And on days where I was thinking, you know what, I'm not going to post something today, you know, the little voice in my head was like, but Yuko's going to see it, and that kind of is what kept me going. The other thing that I want to share is 
There are two subscription-based sites, uh, creativebug.com and skillshare.com, who, uh, when you pay a flat, either flat monthly fee or flat yearly fee, you get access to tons of wonderful, really well-made and well-produced videos. <clears throat> and the other thing about that that kept me going is I would see other people creating their art and being really free and happy about it. And so that gave me motivation because I thought, well, if these people can do it and it brings them so much joy, then I can do it too, you know? Um, and it also helped give me some, what I call tools for my toolbox. If I didn't know what to draw or what subject I should use, if I was stuck, um, I could sort of draw back on the creative bug and skill share techniques. And <clears throat> next week's show is also going to be based around art and I will give you some specific classes next week that I really love and enjoyed and share some of the techniques that I got from those particular classes. <clears throat> but for now, I'd actually encourage you just to go on those websites and they'll, the links will be in the show notes. I'd encourage you to go there and just look around. I mean, there's everything from knitting to Photoshop, to illustration, to making patterns. I mean, it's just wealth of knowledge. It's it's insane. I, I love it. I love to just scroll through classes. And even if something is even marginally interesting to me, just watching a video or two about it um, is really nice just to learn a new technique or to know that a technique is available to learn. <clears throat> the second item that was a big one for me is what I call they will come. Now, what do I mean by that? They, who is they? They are your people. And by that, I mean people who are doing similar items to what you're doing. So either knitting or crocheting or painting or drawing. Um, <clears throat> and there are also people who are interested in like the style that you are putting out in, you know, whatever arena you're putting it out in social media, your blog, a podcast, what have you. When you are consistent, people notice. Um, that's something I have heard and perhaps you have heard over tons of blog posts and podcasts and newsletters. But for a while, I've been posting maybe weekly or biweekly on Instagram. And, you know, I would think, oh, well, no one's noticing. I'm being consistent. But especially for social media, putting something out every day is really important. Um, the shelf life of posts on the internet is very small because there's so much content going out all the time that especially for social media, not necessarily a blog or a podcast, but say Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you post a little something every day, it keeps people's appetites wet. It keeps them, it keeps reminding them that you're there, right? Um, and that you're creating and you're doing something. It's also a really nice way to show your process. There are times where I will show what tools I'm using. There are times <clears throat> where I might even show something not even related to art. You know, recently I showed a picture of me wearing a new choker that I bought that I was really happy with. And, you know, people just like seeing the person behind the art. And if you show that and do it consistently, they they will come. You know, your people will come. What I also mean by they is opportunities. <clears throat> you 
when people see your work, odds are eventually someone who is in the arena that you're in. So say like a gallery curator or a podcaster or an illustrator who has some clients, they can see your work and perhaps point you to opportunities or present you with opportunities. One such opportunity that I was afforded with is um, I'm actually friends with a gallery curator here in New Jersey. He saw one of my pieces throughout the month and commented on how much he liked it. Um, I was aware that he was currently curating for a show, but I thought the deadline was gone. But he actually told me that it had been extended and also told me he would definitely put the piece of artwork from that day in the show. So that was really nice, you know, just by doing what I wanted to do, you know, pursuing a personal goal, I was able to find an opportunity. Now, I also want to say that my opportunities will not necessarily look like your opportunities. Maybe you won't get a gallery show. Maybe you'll get a speaking engagement. Maybe you'll get an illustration client. Maybe uh, you will get an opportunity to sell some of your wares in a shop. So there are all kinds of opportunities that can come your way. But to do that, you first need to put yourself out there consistently. The third thing I mentioned, or rather that I learned, and this might be in contrast to point two, is people are fickle. So as wonderful as it is when people notice, people don't always notice consistently. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> I noticed that one day I would get a ton of likes and comments on a particular piece. And then the next day, I'd maybe get two or three, maybe no comments. And I'd sort of feel like, hey, where'd everybody go? And that doesn't mean that what you're producing isn't good. Um, there, like I said in point two, there's so much content being posted on the internet. No one can keep up with it. And the other thing too is not everyone's on the internet consistently or on social media consistently. So that's why it's so important to go back to point one and realize that you should really do this for yourself and make a personal goal. Because if what you are doing is tied to getting likes or getting other people's approval, you will unfortunately be disappointed. You can't control other people, but you can control yourself and what your motives are. So point three, people are fickle, is really why you should make a consistent creative practice really more of a personal goal. And it's totally fine if you also want to make a goal of maybe getting an opportunity or making connections. That's great. But if you tie your personal goal to certain numbers of likes or comments, you can be disappointed because you really have no control over when people like or comment on your stuff. The other thing you'll also notice uh, in this category is that sometimes you'll work really hard on something and be really proud of, of a particular piece. And you only get a couple of likes, maybe even no comments. And then something you maybe put 10 minutes into just to you know, fulfill your requirement for the day, everyone says it's amazing. And that's actually something I found quite a bit when I was very loose and free with my art and maybe only spent like 10 minutes on it. People loved it. Um, but when I was really close with details and spent like an hour on something, that didn't always get as many likes. And again, you know, that doesn't mean I should bang out little 10 minute ditties all the time. 
Um, but it was just really interesting and can be frustrating, right? When you're spending a lot of time on something and it doesn't get the recognition you think it deserves, which again is why you should make this more of a personal goal or rather why I would recommend you make it more of a personal goal. The fourth item that I found uh, that helped me was to find the right tools. So I mentioned earlier that I took part in many 30 day or even, you know, 10 day short challenges and wouldn't, I just wouldn't complete them. What I found for me is that when I did those 30 day challenges, I often thought I had to draw or paint right in my hard copy sketchbook. And you know what? When I would try and do part of a challenge at the end of the day after I'd finished teaching and maybe still had some grading to do or what have you, busting out some paints just wasn't feasible for me. Even just that small task of even taking out some pan watercolors um, and a little cup of water just seemed like climbing Mount Everest. So for my 30-day challenge, I found it much easier to work in the digital realm. So what I did was um, I found a friend of mine who was selling his iPad and I bought that from him. And I downloaded this app called Paper by 53 and it is free and it has a lot of tools that you might use for a hard copy sketchbook and it mimics those same techniques in digital. So you have things like a fine tip marker or cut and paste or watercolor or a fountain pen. And I just found that it was so easy to just take my iPad, which I often look at every day anyway, and just make it a point to open that app and draw a little something. Another tool that I've also been using um, is also by the company 53 and it's simply called Pencil. So I use paper and pencil by 53, very simple. Um, and pencil is a very nice stylus. Um, I started out my 30 day challenge just drawing on my iPad with my finger, which is certainly fine. But pencil I found gave me a little bit more control and felt a little more natural to me. Um, so I didn't have to every day just bust out paints or supplies. I could just grab my iPad and grab pen the pencil and have a go. The other nice thing about pencil is that it is magnetized. So if you get the standard magnetized Apple cover for the iPad, pencil will actually stick right to it. So I have my tools ready and waiting for me, which was super helpful for me. Now, like opportunities that will come your way, they, uh, the tools that you use will probably look different from mine. If you want to try something else besides digital, if digital is not your thing, that's absolutely fine. I'm just telling you my experience in hopes that it can inspire you to do perhaps something similar or make your own goal. Now, the media that you use will depend on your goal. Maybe your goal is to spend an hour each day on an art project. For that, you know, you might be totally fine busting out some paints or a medium that maybe takes a little bit more setup than grabbing an iPad and a stylus. What's most important, though, is to get tools that excite you. Paper and pencil excited me because it was quick, it was easy, and I could still experiment with all of the different tools that the app offers. 
some of you may not be excited by just using um, an iPad. Maybe you want to use a uh, pen and ink. Maybe you want to use actual real life watercolors. Um, whatever you choose, make sure that it excites you and that it's conducive to being persistent. Now, why would I say this? Doing anything every day for a month straight, it can get draining. Um, life can very easily get in the way. But if you have a goal and especially tools that you cannot wait to use, that will help you persevere and make whatever goal, uh, rather reach whatever goal that you want to achieve. Now, the last thing that I found is um, I needed to find the right subject or theme. With the 30 day challenges I had tried prior, a lot of them were themed, which is fantastic. But at the time, I felt a little bit restricted. So for my 30-day challenge, I decided to go unthemed. Interestingly enough, when I went unthemed, I still found a niche. I still found a style that I gravitated towards, and that was abstract. Now, did I always do abstract work? No. Sometimes I drew people. Sometimes, um, you know, I would draw la short landscapes or things like that. But I found I was most free and happy and intuitive with my creative process when I did abstract work. So that helped for me. Some questions you can ask yourself if you're trying to come up with a 30 day uh, subject or theme for yourself is what style of art do you want to explore? So that could be impressionistic. That could be abstract. Um, it could be comic book illustration. So that's something. Another item might be what color palette would you like to explore? Perhaps you don't want to limit yourself to a subject, but if you limit yourself maybe to four to six different colors, that alone will limit um, what you can do, but perhaps not in a way that feels as restrictive as, say, drawing an apple for 30 days. The last question I'd say to ask yourself is what tool would you like to explore? Perhaps you'll limit yourself not to a subject or a color palette, but to a tool. So maybe do you want to explore watercolor for 30 days or, um, you know, like I said before, pen and ink or maybe knitting or sewing or crochet. So you don't necessarily need to find a subject, but if you have one limiter, that can help you every day to try and find something to do. Um, and that sounds really counterintuitive, um, but sometimes if we have too many options, it can sort of dry up the creative process because we don't know where to start. The other thing I would say is to set a time limit for yourself. So either, you know, do something for 30 days straight, 10 days, two months, whatever's good for you. Or if you want to continue to do something, you can set a daily time limit. Or, you know, maybe five minutes, 30 minutes, even as much as an hour if you want. Again, having some simple limiters can really help you with the creative process. So when I say find the right subject or theme, it's not necessarily an actual subject itself, like a thing. Um, it can just be a style or a time limit as well. So just to reiterate, uh, the five items that I learned. Uh, one, it's nice to reach a personal goal and establish a creative practice. Two, 
they will come. Three, people are fickle. Four, find the right tools. And five, find the right subject or theme. So these are five things that I gleaned from my month of creating art for a month straight. And again, I'm still doing it. You know, I found something that really, really works for me. Um, and I'm hoping to continue it. I don't know until I run out of steam, though. I hope that day never comes. Um, if you want to chat more with me about what I learned or even your own creative practice or art tools or anything, uh, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter. Those links will be in the show notes. You can also email me at michelle.e.greco at gmail.com. I'd love to keep this conversation going. In the meantime, thank you so, so much for joining me for my fourth episode. Until next week, guys, this is Michelle Greco signing off.